Hi, my name is Desiree. And my name is Jade. And welcome to the Tin Canular Podcast. This is a show all about our unfiltered opinions and unsolicited advice. Every week, we'll discuss a topic that applies to our lives that we think deserves some attention. It's going to be a mixture of our serious thoughts, stupid ideas, wild conspiracies, ridiculous anecdotes, and more. So whether you want to learn from our mistakes, be comforted by our thoughts, or if you're just in the mood to chat, we've got the show for you. Before we begin, let's get a quick disclaimer out of the way. Remember that this is just a podcast. We are not experts in anything. And a lot of what we say, if not most of what we say, is said in jest. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Tin Canular. Tin Canular. Wow, it's a party every Wednesday. Oh, it's Thursday, actually. No. <laughs> and these get released on a Monday, so you're actually wrong on both. <laughs> <laughs> both, both Literally, everyone listening is like, huh? What? <laughs> party on a Wednesday. A party on a Wednesday, y'all. It's a party on a Monday. Welcome back. Woo, Thanks woo, for woo. tuning in. So you must be sitting there wondering how your besties are doing. And <laughs> once again... It's been a week. It has been a week, as it always, it always has been a week. Yeah. I had, you know what? I had an interesting day yesterday. Tell um, us. And I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but yesterday I had an all-encompassing feeling that I wanted to turn off all the lights in my apartment, put up fairy lights, <laughs> um, play sweater weather, By the and get on Tumblr. No way. You were regressing. Yeah. You were regressing. Yeah, I was regressing, like, seriously. And what I did instead was I just kind of, like, I don't know, because it, it was regressing. I put my I put my hair up in, like, two little ponytails. Like, I dressed sort of, like, girly. And I went for a walk, and I literally, like, found this amazing Tumblr-esque playlist of, like, all of the faves back in the day, the mother oh my we God. share. Oh, my um, God. Like, all of the the 1975 oh like God. the city all of that like it all just came rushing back to me and i was like is this my truth for the day is this my truth for the evening and it was literally wow. the entire like the rest of the evening was just that sort of music i regressed i i almost got on we heart it i almost no, was like what's going on on we not heart we heart it <laughs> not we heart it let me just say i don't know I mean, I do know the age demographic of our listeners because I do take a look at our demographics every now and again. Um, She's the technical one who knows all of this stuff. I just go along <laughs> with her. I, so I do have to say most of you probably were Tumblr kids, much like Desiree and I. I was on that app. In fact, I actually was like, I had a quite, quite a significant number of followers on Tumblr and I put in work every day. I would get on my blog. I would put in the work. Also, like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever looked at your old Tumblr page and gone back like a hundred pages to see like early doors, like what you were posting. My stuff. I've been trying. It's hilarious. It's hilarious to see what young Jade, like she was so serious. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like about the stupidest stuff and also about stuff she had no idea about. I honestly could find the funniest stuff on there. It's ridiculous. And like the... It was just such a time. Like, we were talking about Ed Sheeran and a few episodes ago. Like, that's that era for me. Like, I just yeah, got Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I had just gotten Spotify. I'm in eighth grade. Wow. 
I'm wow. listening to Ed Sheeran's Give Me Love. I have a pumpkin spice latte because I also just started drinking coffee. And yes, it is fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The infinity scarf on a million right now. Yeah. On infinity, actually. Uh I'm on Tumblr and I'm thinking to myself, I am as big and as grown as I am ever going to be. And there's 16-year-olds talking about like doing all sorts of drugs at parties. And I'm like, yeah. Of course. That's going to be me in a year. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally me. Meanwhile, I was on Tumblr like I was a Nyan cat bitch. I was a Nyan Cat bitch. Like anything no. that I saw was Nyan Cat. I was re-blogging. Like every single time I saw that cat, like shit out rainbows. I was like, this is my truth. This is my everything. Also, like it was the introduction of meme culture for all of us, obviously. Yeah. But like literally at that at that point in time, like you know the top text, bottom text memes and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Like, I would come across some of those and laugh my ass off. They were the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, unironically, like, pissing my pants. (laughs) That was my era. What a time. And it's actually nostalgic for me in a comforting way. Um, Yeah. The same. And certain things from that era are very comforting to me. And it's funny because I don't think I was particularly living my best life by any means. None of us were. No. (laughs) But something about that era, it's very soothing to go back and to look at and to think about. Yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel whenever I listen to Old School Ed Sheeran or Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood has. It has happened. I have listened to her. Um, Of course, of course. Anything of that ilk. Anything of that ilk. It's very, there's something about it in the right temperature in the right time of year. It feels Mm -hmm. just so soothing to, to think of a time where like, that was my world. Like I was going on Tumblr and I was like, this is my life. This is my world. Like, And I feel safe here. Yeah. And also kind of cute, actually, if I'm going to be really cheesy, I definitely was like dreaming of being big and grown and having like adventures and going out and like dressing beautifully and whatever. And yeah, of course. Aww. It's so cute because little me would definitely be like impressed by like the the life I lead now to some extent. Oh to my some God, extent. that's actually so sweet. That is so cute. You know, I, me being like, can I say the same thing? <laughs> well, you wanted Nyan Cat. You don't shit out rainbows, so how could you? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted Nyan Cat. I mean, I don't have an actual cat. I've always wanted a cat. You guys know this. That's a lie. That's a lie. When I met you, you didn't like cats. That's so, oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> I told you, I told you that one story that I'm not going to tell you over, <laughs> over the airwaves, but yeah, yeah. Like I didn't have the best streak with cats at all. And then I started liking them all of a sudden. That is you, so true. The reason you started to like cats, correct me if I'm wrong. And this also gives us our always episode mention of Caitlin. It's because you stayed with Caitlin's family, right? And bonded with her. Cat. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was because I mean, it it had been the first time ever that I'd stayed in a house with someone who owned two cats. And I've actually always been deathly afraid of cats. Funny enough, I liked Nyan Cat, but I liked Nyan Cat (laughs) because Nyan Cat was Nyan Cat and not a real cat. Um, But the sort of experiences that I had with cats in the past um, that actually persist to this day is that they scratch me or they bite me. And Mm. so um, it wasn't until I went to visit Caitlin um, uh, at her home, at her lovely home. And I met her two cats, um, and they were absolutely lovely. They bit and they scratched me, but I still yeah. liked them. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and thus and thus, a, a love was born. But I wanted to ask you, Jade, I actually wanted to ask you about um, this one website. 
uh, do you, did you ever hear of like this website called Letters to Crushes? No. Oh my God. That was my shit. Wait, and it's the wait, most what? embarrassing thing ever. It's the most embarrassing thing ever because you literally, you can tell what the website is about because it's literally people anonymously sending letters to their crushes. Oh God. And this was like... Oh, uh, this God. was the era when I was on like Tumblr, like all of that stuff. I was also sending letters to my crushes. <gasps> and the thing is, is actually it turned into like a very weird activity because you could also like garner a certain number of like hearts and like likes, depending on like the amount of uh, <laughs> the, the amount of people out there who are reading your letter, your anonymous letter over this website. And so like you could get like if you post a, 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 a very heartfelt letter to your crush, you can expect to get something like five or six likes. But the most inventive and the most creative sort of letters got like like hundreds of likes and stuff like that. And I just always wanted to be that. So I would make my letters like the most like fantastical, the most passionate. I didn't even feel wow. that way about my crushes. I didn't even feel all that way. But I just wanted to do it for the clout, for the letters to crushes clout. I'm like uncurling my hands right now. That was so passionate. Yeah. <laughs> I could write a whole um, paper on how the like competitive aspect of that, that it infuses into the romantic world, like romance in a competitive place. And then also receiving external validation via those like other users, like, like giving you hearts or likes or whatever. It's like social currency via external shows of affection, which by the way, we have, in today's culture with like people really stressing out about how to hard launch or soft launch their boyfriend or girlfriend or like whoever on Instagram. Traces of that, what you're talking about, still exist in today's media from what I... Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely, it's just grown up. All it is, all it has is just grown up. And before you were being anonymous over the internet, now everyone knows who you are and everyone knows your boo. Or everyone doesn't, depends on what you want to do. But yeah. Yeah. And it's like such a consideration people do. How am I going to present my um, significant other on social media? Like, how am I going to show them? Because, you know, the, the like soft launch culture where it's a photo. It's like a photo on the Instagram story of someone at brunch. And it's just a man's hands. Like, it's the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone's <laughs> like, ooh, maybe she's a man. And it's done Who so purposefully it's fascinating it's very it is fascinating. fascinating i would read that anthropological manuscript i would talk to say them. no more say no more i'm on it yeah and you know what the thing is is many of us sit and we daydream about finding the perfect partners and uh what we would do to hard or soft launch them into the <laughs> metaverse of the uh social media landscape we live in today Bars. and you know Many times of me like scrapping, trying to make this like transition. Um, And, you know, many of us, we sit down and we wish and we dream of the perfect partners. And some might say that that's actually a form of manifestation. Wow. Would they? Would they say that? Yes, I think so. And, you know, a mode of manifestation that sometimes people use, I don't know if you know this, Jade, um, is actually the law of attraction. Mm. And that is the is the subject of our show today y'all so i hope you guys i really hope you guys receive this with uh uh you know an an open sort of um mentality an open heart an open 
minded head yeah. um, because we're about to get real weird actually. Oh yeah. And I especially hope you guys receive it openly because I'm a staunch believer. Like I'm a staunch believer from both a hippie dippy and logical perspective. So yeah, I think we're going to get so yeah. like into it, especially yeah. with the discussion, but yeah, like, I mean, in both, both parts of my brain, the logical and the totally delusional, delusional, yeah. illogical part is like law of attraction. Oh my God. It's the only way. Yeah. So I'm excited to fight for with- my life. I'm excited to fight for my life against all of you who are like, who are like coming for me. I'm ready. I'm prepared. <laughs> me like actually nervous. Yeah. <laughs> this week, guys, I'm going to be doing the overview. So, you know, we're just going to have a little introduction to what the hell I'm trying to introduce and what we're going to talk about. Woo-woo. So uh, with that, let's get into it. <laughs> Transitional music. Can you imagine, like, I run out of royalty-free music to play under our so write-ups? So I start doing it while you're reading it. I'm like, da 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 It would actually be a miracle if I did not laugh my ass off. Okay. I would like to start off this overview by reciting a very important and culturally relevant Hannah Montana lyric, and I quote, Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. So come on, so come on, life's what you make it, end quote. And in not too many words, Dr. Montana touched on a relatively controversial topic. As a society, we're split. Under any circumstance, is life really what we make it? Of course, no one can be too sure. Sometimes the odds are stacked against us. Well, some of us have been spoon-fed since birth. Some of us in this lifetime were more pessimistic leaning, and some of us a little bit more optimistic. With that being said, that statement can be interchangeable with, some people are simply more realistic, and some people are plain delusional. Me personally, I'm pretty delusional. And who am I hurting by being that? Optimistic, delusional, even spoon-fed, whatever reductionist adjective you'd like to box me in as. I do believe that life is, indeed, what you make it. And me, personally, I'm on a mission. (laughs) I'm on a mission to make it rock. (laughs) You're such an ass. You're such an ass. I can't be serious. <laughs> this whole, this whole fucking write up. You're such an ass. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Gotta give me the strength. I was first exposed to spirituality when I was in my teens, and since then, I've had a strong interest in making my dreams a reality. There are many ways you can go about manifesting. You can make a manifestation board, list your goals, pray to a god. And if you're real nasty and witchy, you can even cast a spell. I think all of those methods would work pretty well, but today we're going to be focusing on a technique that has been studied for centuries, and that is the law of attraction. You guessed it. From what I understand about this law, it seems to be based on the belief that the universe is consistently listening to everything you say and everything you think. It's an unbiased entity, and your truth is, at least in part, created by the thoughts that occupy your brain and your heart. To me, that is absolutely beautiful. And it's just as beautiful as it is 
utterly terrifying. With this in mind, the law dictates that you have the power to attract anything that you want into your life, and also the power to attract everything you don't. Under this belief, there's no delineation between good and bad, and there's also no such thing as time as we know it. How long does it take a miracle to appear in your life? The answer is, of course, inconclusive, and it will always be. The universe is not a drive-through, order at the window and pull up to the next to collect. The universe as we know it is made up of pure entropy and order existing at the same time, and certainly not a group of busy fry cooks in an assembly line. Huh, so how does it work? Do I gotta stand in the rain? Do I gotta make a blood covenant with someone? Do I have to skip around a fire and chant booga looga looga ten times? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Once again, I can't be serious to save my life. No! All you gotta do is what you were doing before. Think. Think the thoughts you were thinking. You can manifest anything you put your mind to, quite literally. That presentation you're meant to give tomorrow, you just know that you're gonna get all choked up and be nervous and get all embarrassed and there's nothing you can do to avoid your sealed fate. And guess what? With a little faith, trust, and pixie dust, along with the listening ear of the unbiased universe, I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can count on exactly that happening. You are absolutely going to blow it because you didn't even know it, but you manifested that shit. Your anxiety led to a sleepless night, which led to a hurried and disoriented morning, which led to multiple mistakes made on the job, which led to the destruction of your presentation, just like how you originally thought. Voila, just like magic, you magician, you. Now let's revisit the situation and try to manifest a better outcome, if we can. All you gotta do is think. Think the thoughts you were thinking. You can manifest anything you put your mind to, quite literally. That presentation you're meant to give tomorrow, you just know you're gonna get all choked up and be nervous and get all embarrassed. And you think, oh my God, I just can't let that happen. Just like that, you've avoided downward spiral, but you're not out of the woods yet. You have intention now and you're not afraid to use it. You remember that you had a buddy that gave a TED-Ed presentation last month to a room full of 500 people. You call him, but you don't expect him to pick up because he's usually very busy, but he does. Perfect. You say, buddy, how did you do it? I need some tips, I need help. He gives you the tips. They work for the most part. Your manager is impressed. You treat yourself to donuts after work. You did it, and damn does it feel good. In a nutshell, since you commanded, my tragic fate is sealed, the unbiased universe delivered an awkward presentation that was painful for everyone involved. Since you commanded, my nervousness cannot ruin my presentation, not this time. The unbiased universe delivered a fairly good presentation with a side of donuts, yummy. And those are the examples of how the law of attraction can work in your life, along with many others, but I think that's one of the most relatable I can think of. Another example would be how I'm always so booked and busy because so many people are manifesting a banging body bad bitch in their life. And God only knows I can only be at one place at a time. Oh my God, so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. I can't even begin. 
So let's start the conversation. And I hope you manifested a good episode of your favorite podcast, Tin Cannular, because with a little faith, trust, and a pinch of pixie dust, your wish is the unbiased universe's command. Wink. Wow. That, <laughs> that was, if you guys don't know Desiree well, if you're like a stranger listening um, and you've never met her or whatever, let me just tell you, that was quintessential Desiree, like just being an literally ass, but also it's serious. <laughs> like, like she's saying things she believes in, but she's saying them in, she's purposely trying to stir up shit. Like she, she said, Jade and I are going to have to fight for our lives after this one. And we are fighting. <laughs> I'm going to make sure it's a, it's a horrible fight. It's like, oh my God. I think you did such a good job explaining it and like giving examples. It's hard to argue with those examples because you didn't just say, oh, you know, the universe is a force that delivers what you ask for because people struggle with that. But what you said is like, yeah. you do create your own reality by expecting certain things of yourself. Um, and that like, who can argue with that? That's just true. Yeah. And I feel like because like th- that example, I think that even the most logical people would be like, okay, maybe they might not say, well, it's the universe that gave you that. It's you who gave you that. But in any case, like, it's actually so, like, irrefutable that your thoughts did have an effect on what the outcome was, at yeah. least in some part, like, due to some sort of, you know, some sort of effect going on. But it's like, if if manifestation can work in such a small capacity, can you imagine if yeah. you were to apply that to bigger things, what can happen? And I think that's where we tend to lose we as if we're like the ambassador of the law of attraction this is where we lose people (laughs) right here is where we lose people like what the hell i'm not the authority on this but like you know i think that that's where a lot of people are like okay i can see that if they can see that but they can't see oh yeah if you want to you want to you want a boat you want three houses you want like that bugatti whatever the case you may be i think that that's where you tend to lose people when the miracle is quote unquote the miracle is just like you know, this huge thing that seems so unattainable. And then they're like, okay, did you, can you really manifest that kind of stuff? Is it just going to appear from the universe and just drop into your lap? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's where people get disillusioned because, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, because the risk is so great, like, okay, I'm putting everything, I'm banking everything on getting this car, on getting this boat, on getting this house and getting, I don't know, the partner of my dreams. If I don't get it, it's actually going to be such a crash a to my self-esteem, yeah. to my self-worth that I don't even want to begin to put myself in that headspace because yeah. I just know that I'm not going to get those things. And then that's 100% how you don't get those things. Yeah. And I think people also have this feeling of, oh, it's too good to be true. It's so funny because to avoid disappointment, we oftentimes think that the safest thing to do is to expect bad things. Um, Yeah. And what's interesting is that you end up creating an environment for yourself where you actively, not to be this girl, but block your blessings. Like you actively (laughs) put... (laughs) Yes! I'm living! (laughs) You actively start to create a reality that you live in. Wait, my brain cells are not working. You actively start to create a reality for yourself in which it's implausible for you to get good things because it's too good to be true. That stuff doesn't happen to me. So when you have that mindset, you don't pick up on 
opportunities as they arise. Like it's that sort of person. I know, I know we all know that girl who's like, or that guy actually, who's like, oh, like people never like me. People are never attracted to me. And they have that in their head. They're like, I'm not attractive. People are never attracted to me. No one likes me. And when you hang out with them, you're like, that person is definitely into you. That person's definitely into you. That person's definitely into you. But because they are in a headspace where, oh, it's too good to be true. That person's so attractive. They'd never be into me. They've already decided there's no path in that direction to be walked. They actively destroy what could have been a very happy and like good path that they would ideally want to go down. If they had had the mindset of, who knows what can happen? Maybe that person likes me. I'm manifesting that I'm magnetic and I'm like people like me. Then they would be operating from a point of optimism, which would allow them to pick up on the small opportunities that don't just like bite you in the ass. You know, the ones that say like, hey, like I'm over here. Yeah. Um, and I think the same goes for like general things in life. Oh, it's too good to be true to think that I could one day own a Bugatti, as you said. Yeah. But then it's like, you're missing, you're missing. <laughs> you're By saying that to yourself, you will never notice the little pieces of your life that could lead you down that path, you know? Yeah, if you shut yourself in, not not us giving you the 101, yeah. here's, here's how to get the Bugattis. A you Bugatti. turned, you yeah, tuned yeah, yeah. into the right episode, y'all, because we're actually literally going to give you the steps, the 10 steps on how to get, how to get a Bugatti. Bugatti. I couldn't even tell you what a Bugatti looks like. <laughs> no, literally, I said Bugatti because I think I might have seen, like, I might have seen someone say, oh, yeah, I want a Bugatti. I don't know what it looks like, but uh, people out there want it. You just listen to work, bitch. You want a hot body? You, you want, want a Bugatti? Bugatti? Yeah. <laughs> you better work. You better work, bitch. You better, work. You better manifest, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, the thing is, is I've, I've, you guys know me. I have many thoughts. Um, and I actually believe and this is not an original thought at all, but I'm going to pen it as if it is right yeah, now. Yeah. But I actually personally believe that the foundations of the modern society that we live in, and this is where things get real wonky. The foundations of the modern society that we live in is literally based on manifestation and the law of attraction working together. Now, let me explain because I know you, I know you bitches out there like to tussle. Okay. Just let me explain myself before you guys before you mistake. <laughs> like literally, please. Okay. I don't know if you guys, you guys wouldn't know this because I've never brought it up, but Jade definitely knows this. A large part of my personality is actually um, fully taken up by the book uh, Sapiens. Yeah. by Noah Yuval Harari. Yeah. I will let anyone know, this is where the Obama finger comes in again as well. Mm-hmm. I will let anyone know that I have read that book. If you didn't know I read that book, now you know. So back in the day, right, there was no such thing as credit. There was no such thing as borrowing. So if you wanted to start your own business, if the economy wanted to grow, if there was a, a need for people to you know, make businesses to get the economy booming. There was literally no way for that to happen because people did not believe in credit. People did not believe in money that didn't exist. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're working with is like medieval. I don't know. We're in medieval England. <laughs> I can't even speak. We're, we're in medieval England right now. All the, the peasants are up in their houses, I guess. I don't know, doing whatever the peasants are doing. Now, Marty, who has been a peasant, a working peasant, I don't know, Marty, um, he's been doing his thing for, you know, 
30 years. Marty's like, damn, I really want to open a cake shop. I really feel like a cake shop would do well in this economy, Uh but I don't have the money. I don't have the money to start up my cake shop. So he's like, let me go to the nobleman and he's going to like, nobleman, can I have some money to start up my dream, which is my cake shop? The nobleman is going to be like, no, because I don't have the money to give you. And also, if I give you money with the expectation that you're going to give it back to me, I may not get it. I may not get it back in full. So I'm not going to give it to you. So Marty's dream is never going to become a reality because literally like there's just no way for um, him to get that credit. Now, obviously, as, as we evolved as a society, we're now in, you know, modern time England. If Marty wanted to open a bread shop or, you know, a, a bakery or something like that, he can easily go to the bank and there's actually a better chance for him to get a loan or something to start up his business. And that in a way, to me, that in a way actually speaks to the sort of manifestation belief of credit, of of money that we don't have coming into fruition within society. And also it speaks to the belief that even though we do not see the outcome of our dreams, even though we don't see that, you know, bakery in front of us, we know that we can attain it through via the means of money that's not even real. We can make nothing, we can make something out of nothing. And eventually that nothing is going to turn into something and actually produce money. Right. And so I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I thought that when I read that specific chapter, I was like, it is so interesting how in my head, I'm like, well, that guy, we're now in a society where we're able to manifest things like that in, in a financial sort of perspective we're able to manifest the booming of society people are able to you know to at least to a way bigger degree than we did back in like the middle ages when the economy was nothing compared to what it is now it's amazing how society has been able to manifest and i don't know sort of like become the reality that so many people had only dreamed about just based on the fact that we went on a limb and we literally created something out of literally nothing loans uh, you know, these sorts of things, it's not real money. This money does not exist. Yet we're able to create something out of nothing. And I personally think that that is a really good um, example of manifestation. I don't know. I, I think I might sound like an absolute total wacko, but I don't know. It made sense to me. What do you think, Jade? That's very interesting because I don't <laughs> think I've ever... <laughs> That's very interesting. Interesting. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever thought about it like that. I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought about credit and stuff being sort of a form of manifestation because it it's not tangible, but it is something that can create something. It doesn't exist. Um, I guess that's the same. I mean, that happens all the time. In that realm, I can't say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. We have a male audience. We have... Um, around like I thought it was gonna be like two percent of our listeners were male actually around 30 percent of our listeners are male oh my god wow so, I'm so sorry hi welcome guys <laughs> I'm sorry for what I'm about to say because I know y'all care more than the than the others on the <laughs> on the chat um but in that way you could also argue that crypto certain types of crypto are like it's manifestation because some crypto is speculative as in 
it doesn't have actual like material behind it its only value is the social value put on it so because people have decided it is worth something it is worth something and the more people that decide it's worth something the more its value increases um and using your analogy we could argue that crypto is a form of manifestation y'all are just yeah. hoping to make money off of this literally thing. you guys are and literally then- just manifesting bro like <laughs> just manifesting <laughs> This is actually, wow, this is so full circle because you were talking about Nyan Cat, and Nyan Cat is an NFT now. Oh, and is I feel that like the something? same person. She's yeah, up there like now. This, yeah, she's, she's a success story. She manifested a- that. She said, she said I'm going <laughs> to jump across the sky, sing this little song, and it's going to make me billions. She yeah, like, she is the Marty of our time. She's the Marty yeah, of our time. Yeah, she's Marty. Nyan Cat, Marty, they're going through very similar struggles in different eras. Uh, life is cyclical, the human slash. Uh, pop tart cat experience it it stands the test of time and it's all encompassing so now that yeah. we've like sort of talked about like the manifestation part and how we understand manifestation to be um yeah. obviously we understand manifestation in less of a finance bro kind of context as well um yeah but like in how is it how is it jade that you use uh the law of attraction to manifest in your life so i don't necessarily know if i have such a structured way to explain the way that I manage these things. And I don't necessarily know that I can um, characterize them as entirely separate from one another or as a tool that aids the other. Like I think in my head, I've made this amalgamation between the two of them. And that's what I really rely on. Um, The way that I live my life is sort of by someone's marching down the stairs and I'm just at the end of my rope <laughs> just at the end of my rope um oh my God. okay they're done they're done um the way that I sort of use these things is let's say I want something right and I want to manifest that thing I will do a multitude of different practices this feels really vulnerable this feels really intimate yeah okay. yeah um, me too I'm not going to explain all of them because some some things are best kept personal but some of them, you know, would include picturing what it would feel like to get that thing or do that thing um, and picturing it exactly. I know a lot of people have reservations about doing this because they feel like that's just setting yourself up for failure. But I think there's something to be said for creating an intention that's so strong you can think about every little detail. It just makes your will to get that thing so much more potent. So, for instance, let's say... Let's say, you know, I have an example. This didn't happen to me, but someone who will remain unnamed in my life was looking for an apartment and they really, really wanted to move into an apartment in a, one of, a big city. And this is a she, so we'll just, we'll use her pronouns. Um, she was picturing like exactly the apartment she wanted and what it was going to feel like to get that apartment. She was like, how happy I'll feel, the relief I'll feel to finally like feel settled. Oh, I have this apartment. Like, what it's going to feel like when I open the door and like what the walking up the stairs would feel like. And she was just picturing everything. And when that time finally came that she ended up getting her apartment, funnily enough, the color she pictured the walls being, there was one single wall in that apartment with the color. Wow. Like the exact one she had pictured. And I'm not saying that that would happen every time I've, for instance, wanted something and I've really pictured exactly how it's going to feel and exactly what it's going to be like. But what I do have to say about it is that it really creates psychologically even just this drive in your heart to chase after that feeling it's like 
it almost makes it a reality because it's as if you've lived it already, if that makes any sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've lived this experience, so therefore it's not unobtainable to me. It's, it's routine. I can get there again. And I think for her, it just ended up being like a beautiful uh, sign that she was on the right path, that it, one of these little details she pictured of her dream apartment actually came through with the apartment she ended up getting. Um, so I'll do that. I'll like really picture the scenario, how I'm going to feel, yada, yada, yada. Another thing is um, uh, Wintrust. Wintrust. Wintrust is a big Make one. The Wintrust Man- board. Like vision boards, manifestation boards, like those are really helpful things. I guess that's the law of attraction helping me manifest, like thinking about literally the signs I'll look for. And what's beautiful, y'all, is personally, I don't feel like I have to work that hard on Pinterest um, and it works really well. Like yeah. I will just, I will literally say like April, April 2023 like I'm I'm manifesting for the month of April 2023 what do I want and I'll just think about like what's coming up and I'll put things in the board and I'll forget about it I will not like you know hyper fixate on those pins and those photos and the energy that I've created in that board I will forget about it and then months later I'll be like let me look at that board and so much will be correct like so many specific things that I pinned way back when ended up happening and I forgot that I had put them in there, but something subconsciously clicked in my head and I pursued those paths. So yeah. Wintrust, uh, visualization, um, and also sometimes speaking like, oh, this goes along with vis- visualization, speaking like you already have certainty about those things. That presentation you have coming up, oh my God, it's gonna go so well. I'm gonna ace it, picturing how it's gonna go, you know, that sort of thing. I think that's what I mainly do. Um, or the ones that I'm wanting to share. That's what I do. Yeah, no, fair enough, girl. Some things, you know, a magician can't reveal all her secrets. All the secrets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I feel that. Um, I think, I I think, especially lately now, I do have, I always have a reminder, I would say, from universe, God, whoever, you know, you want to refer to the entity as. I, I feel like I consistently get reminders that the universe is always listening to me. Mm. And that appears in um, things that are called, uh, what is it called? Synchronicities? Synchronicities. Synchronicities. Like, I literally can't pronounce it. Um, But like through synchronicities, I see it all the time. Um, So the other day, right, I was walking home from um, work. I work in a cafe usually um, in the afternoons and I'm walking home from work. And, um, I'm remembering how my dad, uh, when I was a young child, used to like put me on his shoulders, like when we were at like fairs or like at the carnival or whatever the case might be. Whenever we were out, when I was a small child, my dad liked to put me on top of his shoulders to sit on top of his shoulders and not within like a minute when I turned the corner, I saw um, a man and his young child and the child was on top of his shoulders in that same way that I was remembering. And it's times like that where I feel like the universe is saying to me, you know, be conscious of your thoughts, be conscious of the way that you think, because I'm consistently listening to you. And as I said before in the overview, I really do believe that the universe is very unbiased and whatever it is that you think of is, you know, the universe will be so inclined at the end of the day to, you know, bring that thing towards you because in a way you're kind of calling for it or you're being attracted to it. A very negative experience I had when it came to this sort of thing was I remember in my third year, um, (laughs) 
I remember I was alone in the flat. Jade and I were living together. Um, so it actually was second. It was second year because we weren't in. We weren't in that. Yeah, yeah. We were in the place before oh. we moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Jade was out of the house. Um, I think it might have been a summer, so I might have been alone in the house for some reason. And I remember sitting on the couch and thinking about my horrible arachnophobia that I have. Um, and I was thinking about it and I said, God, I'm alone in this house. I don't know what I'm going to do if there's a huge spider. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because usually if I see a spider, I'd be like, Jane, help me. Oh, my God. Like, there's a spider. And she absolutely hated it. Um, but I just didn't know how to deal with my own problems. And so I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, God, I'm j- I just hope that I don't run into um, a spider anytime soon because I just don't know what I'm going to do. Anyway, I have to pee. I go to the bathroom. I open the door. And what could it be other than the biggest daddy long legs I have ever seen in my life hanging over the sink? And it is imposing. It is scary. It is like literally like, I mean, it is probably one of the worst encounters I've ever had with this thing that at the time I was so incredibly scared of. And no one in, was in the house to help me. Yeah. So literally me sitting on the couch being like, God, I hope, I hope that doesn't happen to me. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Like the universe was like, oh, you're thinking of spiders. Here's, Here's one, one for you. Yeah. That, <laughs> you deal with that. It happens so often. I'm sure everyone listening has had that moment where they go, God, please don't let that happen. And then it immediately happens <laughs> it to them. Happen. It's like the amount of times... Desiree and I would be walking in St. Andrews and I'd be like, wouldn't it be awful if we turned the corner and came face to face with mortal with enemy number so four? And so. Yeah. <laughs> and she would say, why would you say that? And we would turn the corner and there we would come face to face. I've actually had so many experiences with that. I don't know if you remember this. It was, oh, was it Raisin Weekend or something like that? You, me, Caitlin, some other people were walking and I said, oh my God, wouldn't it be so funny if we ran into Dave right now? And then mm. down the road, Someone starts waving was, at us. It and was who Dave. is it? It's Dave. And just stuff like that. But what's funny is that I think, like I said, everyone can relate to that when they've said, dear God, no, don't let this happen. And then it happens. And they agree that you kind of bring it on. But yeah. there's this mental block when it comes to thinking about bringing about positive stuff. Because I think people are scared of jinxing themselves or they're scared of asking for too much. And like when you make plans, God laughs sort of um, vibe. But the truth is, is that I think it's a very limiting way to live if you think that you also can't kind of put the good things in your yeah. life as well. Where you think, ah, oh, wouldn't it be great if this person um, called me and then they end up calling you? Or or even, actually, a little note on that. I do believe if you really want someone to call you, you could also just give them a call. You could uh, also call them, but, yeah. But, um, you know, that sort of thing of like, oh, I really hope that... Or like, oh, watch me have like a great month next month. And then you might just have one because you've put yourself in. Like, I'm really feeling the, um, like, I fully agree with Desiree when she's talking about like the universe is listening to you and provides those things. But if you're someone that is averse to that sort of spirituality, just think about it from like a psychological, biological point of view where, you know, you are telling yourself something good is going to come. You're priming yourself to have that um, bias, cognitive bias. Is that the term? I like, think so. Right? Where you, where I, have like, a, I have a neuroscience or, degree. I'm no, like, I don't know. Um, confirmation bias. That's what I'm looking oh, for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, you, yeah, think, yeah. you think that something's going to happen, and then your brain will look for signs to create that. Like, that we are thing, meaning, yeah. 
we're a meaning making species. So we are always looking for things to prove us right or prove our theories right. And so if you expect something good, you're going to keep looking for things to make things good or oh, to yeah. make life good. We're like natural manifestation machines. Some people want to tap into it. Some people don't necessarily understand how to. But like, I, I mean, that's what I, that's what I believe anyway. But like a, a positive sort of like way in which I feel like I've attracted certain things into my life is, um, as I said at the top of the episode, I absolutely love cats. And yeah. I also had like a fantasy of having um, a black cat in my life. And I always envisioned like, I, from, from the um, moving to a new city episode, I had talked about how I always wanted um, a studio flat and I wanted a cat in my flat. Um, now I'm not referring to my robot cat. <laughs> that I, have. I think it was very easy to manifest that, but specifically I've always been obsessed with the thought of black cats. And, mm-hmm. um, now I guess like now that I've, I'm literally living, you know, in a big city and realizing that life is very expensive. I wasn't able, um, and I haven't been able to afford, you know, having a pet and being able to look after it the way that I need to. I just don't have the means to do so, but um, I'd always had the visual of living in my own, you know, flat and having a black cat inside of it. I actually have um, befriended uh, a neighbor of mine who um, owns the most beautiful black cat in the world. Really? And I didn't regularly, know that. Yep. Regularly, as soon as I open my door to like leave to go to work, that cat is in the hallway greeting me. It also comes into my flat. Aww. It literally familiarizes itself with my couch it runs all around in my flat and it's amazing how I didn't expect for that dream to be realized in the way that it has been realized. But because I may not have the means to be able to have my own cat in that way, it still doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a black cat in my flat from time to time. I even like, I, you know, like I'm, I sometimes like, you know, if my neighbor so needs, like I will go and I will babysit the cat in a way, obviously it's not my cat, but I'm still around a black cat you know, in that way. It's, it's, it's very weird how things like that happen, but you don't expect, sometimes you don't really get what it is that you want in the fashion that you think you're going to get it. But I mean, I'm of the belief that if you ask, you will always receive. I think that that's also a really good thing for people who are maybe not certain about manifestation or skeptical about it to hear because I think that people will try it and then things don't unfold exactly the way they want it yeah, to. And they take yeah. that as an example or proof for why it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. But the fact of the matter is, is Desiree doesn't have her own black cat, but she does get to spend time with a beautiful black cat she likes. And Often. she lives in this apartment in the city. So it's like, obviously we're not magicians who can snap our fingers and get everything we exactly want to a T right in front of us. Also, Oftentimes that's a good thing because you might not mm-hmm. like exactly what you think you're going to want as it, like when it presents itself, you know, people, like I was saying earlier, equate manifestation to, oh no, you can't do that because when you make plans, God laughs. But there's a difference between saying, this is exactly how I want something to happen. And if it doesn't happen in my vision to a T, it's not correct versus saying, here's my ideal. If I can get anywhere in that ballpark, I'm going to be a very happy camper. Absolutely. Because um, that's the same. That's what I was saying about this apartment. Did every every image that this person had in their head appear? No. But that one wall color did. And that to them was a synchronicity. That to them was a sign. Like, this is the universe giving me the apartment that I was supposed to, I was supposed to have. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that's really something. Yeah, this conversation warms my my cold heart indeed. I Me I just kind of feel like there are like many ways I've tried to practice the law of attraction, and I mean <laughs> I'd mentioned before in the overview like even casting spells. I casted a spell once. <laughs> One that I can remember where I, I don't know if it's really for me, actually, to be honest, but I think that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a valid way for all my bitches out there. Witches, sorry, my witchy bitches out there. Um, like I had the whole shebang. I had like the, the, um, the tea light candle, the, what do you call mm-hmm. those? Those like tea light candles, yeah. um, was like burning the concoction with like roses and I, everything that the spell you know called for and stuff like that I had done it before I don't think I could have really put my heart into it I didn't think I took it seriously um so whatever I wish for I'm not going to tell you guys because maybe it's still on its way for me um so true yeah so I'm not I can't really say um it's in the works it's in the ether right now but um I, I kind of I thought it was a fun way to manifest lately though I've actually been looking more and more on like into like moon cycles and things of that sort um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it would work for me, but I think it would be something like very interesting to try. Um, but I think one of the most potent ways I've like been able to um, manifest certain things in my life is actually by writing a simple list down yeah. of the things that I want. No, and this is huge. That's worked quite a bit. Yeah, like writing a list. And I mean, there was a list that I wrote at the top of... Mm, there was a list that I wrote this time, probably last year when I first moved in the fall of the things that I wanted and the things that I absolutely did not have when I first moved. And I don't have everything on that list, but I probably have something like 70% of the things that I wanted um, on that list that I made a year ago. And, you know, you can argue it from the side of like spirituality. You know, I just kind of like my vibration was raised to a certain frequency that matched to these things. You can argue that, or you can argue as Jade, as you said before, my mind is just primed for those things now, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm now looking for if, if I said that I wanted, um, I wanted a new wardrobe, the, the sort of clothes that I was wearing in university, I don't want to wear anymore. I want like a new grown up wardrobe. Yeah. Um, now I'm kind of primed to look for, you know, certain sales deals, um, at like, you know, like, you know, uh, clothing stores, thrift shops, things of that sort, the sort of articles of clothing that I'm thinking of. Um, I'm more primed to like actually look for within those shops. I'm going to find it. Luckily, you know, I get a discounted price. I'm able to assemble the wardrobe that I wanted. Um, and it wasn't as expensive and it wasn't as tedious as mm-hmm. um, I originally thought because I had thought about it. I had been thinking about it and it just was easier now that I, it was like in my head at the front burner of my mind to be able to spot the things that I wanted in my new wardrobe and yeah you know it just came to be but if I never yeah. sat down and was honest with myself and was like I actually don't want to wear the same clothing that I wore you know x amount of years ago I want to this is this is the person that I want to become this is the sort of clothing I want to wear but yeah so I mean there are some things within on my list that I was able to in my opinion manifest for myself in less than a year's time um but yeah, I mean, those are the little things. I would say that there are some big things that I've manifested in my life as well. Um, and I really do believe that currently the life that I'm living, we can go back to the winter sport. Yeah. You can refer back to, uh, you can refer back to episode one, like 
so much, so many things on my winter sport that I, yeah. you know, collected and just kind of sought out yeah. to create on this manifestation board has actually become so much of my reality. And it's undeniable and it's indisputable, you know? I want to go back to the concept of just writing a list for a second because I think that's sure. a huge one that people like would maybe be happy to hear it. Um, one, I have two thoughts. One is that, in my opinion, writing a list is a form of doing a spell. Like anything <clears throat> like that, it's just small scale. Like so much of life is little spells that you are casting that we just don't think about. Because what what is it to write, for instance, like a to-do list in your day other than willing yourself to do those things, right? Yeah. Sounds, that sounds right. very stupid and almost like reductive. But when you think about a grander spell, like if it's a love spell, you are willing someone else to do the things you write down in that love spell or that you are intending for that. You're willing for someone to fulfill the intended effects of the love spell. A to-do list is willing yourself to fulfill the intentions of that to-do list. So yep. I think that in a way, like that is its own casting of a spell. And it speaks to the effectiveness of it, speaks to the importance of having an intention when it comes to manifestation or really anything in life. Uh, and that's why I think people who are um, more type A, people who are maybe more like business-minded, capitalist people, and I can say this because my father was one of these people, they're going to be using the concept of goals as manifestations. You know, like a bullet journal where you write your weekly goals? That's manifesting, like, to some extent. Um, and when you write down the specifics of how you're going to go about to achieve those goals, it is so similar to manifestation in the sense that it's very optimistic. It's a very optimistic thing to say, I want to get this done. Here's how I'm going to do it. Because you're not putting up roadblocks for yourself that say oh no there's no way I'm gonna get all that work done you're saying no I'm gonna get all that work done and then I'm gonna have time to go see my friends on Friday night um yeah and that's just manifestation in a more societally known and therefore easily digestible form um so yeah I just think like writing a list is such a good way to do it as well because I do that all the time I'll write in my journal just things like things I want to have or do or be that week or things I want to have or do or be this entire year um, and it's funny because yeah it does realign your personal intentions um, I would even compare it and this is, might sound a little strange at first but to going to the gym let's say you were going to go to the gym and you were like I'm having a fitness transformation but you don't know what that really means for you and you don't have a goal you'll be going to the gym and nothing will really be coming about it you'll just be floating around in there but if you're like, I'm going to the gym because I want to get really good at running, then you're going to structure the time you spend there around that specific end goal. And I think that you can sort of take that that um, analogy and put it into real life where the concept is if you're living life without any sort of goal or manifestation or wants for yourself or for your own vision of how you're living, you kind of are just going to be swimming around doing whatever. But when you have a, a yep. want, you're going to structure your life around that want. And every day you're going to make little efforts to achieve that. And that's the importance of having that North Star, that intention, that that vision for yourself. And that's really what manifestation is. And I know I, once again, sound like a TED Talk speaker, but I just so strongly believe in it. I feel like it's such a good yeah. thing. And, it, and it's a lot of, it, it it's taking dignity in yourself, really, at the end of the day to think, I want good things for myself. I want certain things for myself and I believe that I can 
I can ask for those things and receive them. It's like, it's dignity. Yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful art form. And I think that all of us, whether or not you believe in it or not, all of us practice it every single day of our lives. Oh, yeah. Um, whether or not that is the to-do list, whether or not those are the lists of tasks that you have to do for work, like literally these things are implanted in our everyday lives mm -hmm. as a society. And it's just masked, at, masked as this thing that is... Uh, completely logical has no sort of you know no sort of manifestation kind of spiritual yeah. basis and stuff like that no matter how you look at it you are practicing it to some extent I yeah. think that yeah there are there are a set of sort of manifestation um experiences that I've had that are more logical in that way and more structured where it's yeah. kind of like you know like I write a list and I you know receive those things and, or I work towards that goal and then I get it yeah. Um, there have been like some times where, and actually, uh, it's, it's within a Deepak Chopra book. I'm a bit of a Deepak Chopra head. Um, is that but like during, is that I don't know <laughs> me making that up. I'm actually making the fan club. She really is. She really is though. I used to call her slash when Desiree's been oh. very wise, I'll call her Desi Pak Choprason. Um, <laughs> because she, she like inhabits him or he inhabits her. She's like, oh, yeah, like, like you he, need to like, listen. possesses me. Yeah, yeah Desi he Pac possesses sometimes. She's coming through right now. And he's, he's speaking through me. Um, <laughs> I'm at a point right now where I actually don't believe that coincidences are coincidences. And I actually fully believe that there's, I can't pronounce it for the life of me. They are synch synchronicities, synchronicities that occur. Um, but also they're the things that are just meant to happen because you thought of them and you in part manifested them. Um, and I just believe that that's that's fully how the world works. At least that's how my world works. And I think that's how yours, yours works. It does. I feel like I'm being a little reticent. Like I'm not fully sharing my viewpoints and there is a part I, of I me, know you're holding back. I, am, I know you're holding back. I know, I am. I am. <laughs> there is a part of me that is that like, is very private about this, like about like the spiritual sphere, like my own spirituality, like I am relatively private about, but if I'm to let loose for a second, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. if I'm to let loose, for a second, if I'm about to get a little crazy, wow. um, okay. I also absolutely feel like coincidences. Like I just, any, any sign I can receive, I will receive it. Anything that could be a sign is a sign to me. Absolutely. And uh -huh. um, what's beautiful about living your life that way is that life becomes so full of meaning in even the littlest things. And I think it really mm -hmm. does inspire a level of gratitude because when mm -hmm. I even get the slightest, <laughs> when I have a want or a manifestation and it gets fulfilled in even one fraction of my vision for it, I am so grateful and so happy and so elated. And I'm like, oh my God, it's here. Like what I wanted is here. Even though it's only one twenty-fourth of my actual want slash vision. It's just yeah. like, it, it, I don't know. I think it inspires joy a little bit in life. I also think that we as people don't realize how powerful we are in creating our own realities and our own worlds. And I think that if, if not optimism, what we should all strive for is radical acceptance. And mm, an, that's a big one. That's a word. Wow. Radical acceptance of not this isn't supposed to be or this is supposed to be, but this is what is. And I think yeah. that that co goes hand in hand with manifestation because you're saying to yourself, like, 
I want these things. I am envisioning this life for myself or this, um, you know, I don't want to just say things because manifestation can apply to so much more than just like, you know, wanting a certain apartment or a Bugatti. It's or a Bugatti. (laughs) 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 But like, you know, I want to feel this sort of way or I want to be this type of person. And you have those wants. And when you get them, like I was saying, it might not be exactly that image. And if you have radical acceptance of what you receive, you actually end up just being happy as well. So it ends up being like optimism anyways. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Desiree, but I think I manifested you in my life. Oh my, oh my God. Not me, not me tucking my hair behind (laughs) my ear. Tell me more, baby. How did you manifest me into your life? I've never told you that. Um, It was like my first week in St. Andrews and I had no friends, not a single friend to my name. And I remember thinking about like the type of person I would just like to meet. Like, I just remember thinking like, I would just really like to meet someone. And I was listing out characteristics in my head, like the type of friend I would just like to have. Uh, Because I had certain friends at that time, but they were, you know, your first week friends, as I refer to them, where you're probably not at all compatible with them. At all. Um, But here you are. And I actually met you probably what? like Oh, yeah, like two weeks. It was probably it wasn't almost exactly two weeks. So I had friends in those two weeks, obviously, but I don't think I felt particularly compatible with them or, you know, and I remember just listing out in my head, like, I just wish I could meet someone who aligns with me in these values and these ways and that and that and that and that and that. And And when I pictured how I would meet them, I pictured it would be, um, I pictured it would be sitting next to them in class and turning my head to just introduce myself to them. And And what do you know? Lo and behold... (laughs) And what do you we, know? We, Desiree and I exchanged a meeting. And I sat next to you. You didn't sit next to that's me. True, I sat that's true. That's true. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Because I was sitting like purposely alone. And it was also, by the way, that you might be like, okay, well, the auditorium fills up anyways. No, it was actually on one of the class days where we'd watch movies. Yeah, it was so like a Friday. Pe- yeah. Yeah. So people never showed up. So the fact that Desiree was even there was a mystery. Um, yes. Because I was missing all my classes at the I time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was dumb. Yeah, the fact that I was even there is a mystery, but um, yeah, and we exchanged like very, very small, a very small conversation. But I already liked the vibe I got, and when we first hung out, I remember just thinking, "Oh my god, like this was exactly what I was saying I wanted," and here she is, and we just clicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm like sent from above. You know what? The first, first of all, literally, I always mask how like heartfelt like I feel and how like um (laughs) (laughs) like how beautiful inside things like that make me um where I'm like haha I'm gonna make a joke yeah oh (laughs) me too but yeah like I mean Jade knows me not speaking me not looking at Jade me talking to the microphone Jade knows what she means to me and how you know we are just meant to be together forever you know what it's giving actually it's giving um it's giving oh my god who's that celebrity couple she literally said i manifested him when i was five years megan old. fox and machine gun <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i manifested him before he was even born when i was five years old i brought him into this world <laughs> yeah that but what i will say is there's something to be said for manifesting your romantic partner because uh, if you what but what it really is called is you have certain wants slash standards 
and then you right. wow. I, that's really Powerful. what it is that's really what it is a word a word a word, a word. yes literally I'm doing a sermon right now <laughs> so I love you're Machine Gun Kelly I'm Megan Fox you're Machine Gun Kelly turned uh, pastor yes um, and I'm just Megan Fox because she stayed just talking Megan. like this she stayed talking like this she would and love you know this what? podcast I, Oh, she would absolutely love it because, like, she herself is delusional. But you know what? I don't knock her at all. I mean, some no. in some areas I do, actually. Yeah. But, like, I think that many people listening to us would be like, these bitches are delusional. And as I said in the overview, even if we are delusional, even in, in, in this world, if none of these things existed and we're just, you know, some crazy wackos that have a podcast, at the end of the day, the delusion actually hurts no one and it actually helps everybody. Yeah. Literally by being especially like from my point of view i've like i've been delusional for a while i've been this way for a very long time and i think that i would not be in a position where i'm in in terms of like my happiness my general well-being um some of the experiences that i've had has definitely been attributed to my kind of like whimsy delusional nature and if i didn't have that i wouldn't be having like i just wouldn't be having I don't want to say right now I'm having the absolute time of my life, but I know that looking back on this time of my life when I'm older, yeah. I'm going to be like, that, that bitch was living though. Yeah. But she's living. No, and that's actually something that uh, I've always... Hold for Michelle to <laughs> clack his nails. That's something that I've always admired about um, Desiree is when she referenced, when she says whimsy, like she's being serious. Like Desiree has this so, ability so serious, to yeah. create mischief in a way. Um, and pursue what she wants with a smile on her face. And I think that that has, I've seen it unfold so many opportunities for her before and like unique opportunities, like things where you're like, this sounds like a movie. Like they will happen because she expects those things to come to her and to, and when they, and when they, actually, sorry, she expects those things to come to her. And when they present themselves, she welcomes them with open arms. That's something that people do. They might expect those things to come and then shy away when they present themselves. But it's really that second step that is making you, you know, live, absolutely live. Yeah. Just embracing it, embracing it and like getting beyond yourself. And I mean, I I still struggle with that, obviously. But like people, if you're delusional, stay delusional. If you want to be delusional, get delusional. Um, You know, go out there, try different ways of manifesting, try different ways of uh, attracting the things that you want into your life. Because I mean... (laughs) It reminds me of that um, poster that was like on every teacher's wall that was like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. (laughs) It kind of reminds me like I'm giving that right now, but you do miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Give it a try. Give it a whirl. You never know. You never know what you can manifest into your life. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... This is when, when you said this delusion hurts no one and helps everyone. I just recommend everyone gets a little dose of delusion. And also everyone needs a little dose of, and this is maybe even a different episode we should do because this is my mantra. This is my, the, the fiber of my being. I believe everyone should have a little bit of main character syndrome. So long as it does not make you insensitive to others or fully self-centered. But a belief that you are the main character is such a good thing to have and to have a large internal locus of control where you believe that you create the world around you it's the best way to live and have that delusion of like i want good things good things will come i like 
I am the main character. I'm going to be able to navigate this or navigate that. It's going to be okay. The things that I want will show themselves to me. I just think, yeah. And if, and if it's too much for you, because I understand like when you're starting out, it might be a little bit crazy to think about if you're not inherently this yeah. type of person, just start with like writing a list, writing goals and think of it in that mm -hmm. way. Cause that's a little more grounded. It's a little easier to digest and it feels far more tangible, but secretly you are participating in something very hippy dippy and not tangible. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, and you can't avoid it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Yes, yes, um, I think so. A hectic but fun episode. But yeah, if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on tincandular.podcast. Yes. Because things are we I'm a hype, but our, our uh, marketing ability up. We yeah. have like the funnest memes. So um, and we also got polls on the story um, and yeah. stuff like that. So Come do get involved. Us. Come interact. And uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We release episodes every Monday. All right. All right. So see you guys in the next one. See ya. Bye.